Okay, so B'Siyata Rishmai, we're going to begin tonight's shear. Because many of the chevra that were coming in person are no longer here, it's been Azmanim, chevra are back for the summer. So now I'm primarily focused, not just primarily, but completely focused to the chevra that are online, primarily on the Zoom, to those on Facebook who are joining as well. And so I'm going to share the screen. Ordinarily we'd have handouts and the chevra would be learning with the actual sources inside. But now we're going to... We're going to share the screen so we can see the sources together. And, Be'ezer Hashem, we're going to jump into the material that we have for tonight. Okay, some really incredible teachings we're going to be learning together. Just going to admit. Alrighty, so let's jump into it. I hope everybody's having a wonderful week, as wonderful as it can be in the nine days leading up to what Be'ezer Hashem will be a very exciting and wonderful and lichtigatish above. But um, even so, to be able to find a little bit of joy within the pain and uh, enjoy a little bit of Beit you know, it's always interesting how those things overlap. So it's a, it's a juggle of emotions, obviously. Alrighty, so let's, uh, let's begin. And if I could ask everybody to mute just so we have uh, quiet. Okay. So if you remember last week, we were learning Sicha Saran Chaf Gimel. We began with the first part of it. I'm not going to read that part again because we really delved into it at great length. And we looked at the concept of what Levushim are, what it means. That there are people, Rabbi Nachman described in Olam Haba, who ultimately don't have what to garb themselves with. And they're without clothing, and they're without food, and without drink. And over there, Rabbi Nachman said that at that stage and at that point, there's nobody who can help them. The Rebbe said that this world is filled with Rachmanis. This world is filled with this, that a person is missing something. There are always going to be those that are going to help them. But the next world, unfortunately, Hayom La'asosam, it's today. It's now that we're able to earn our reward, but really prepare ourselves. Like we talked about that muscle of the 3D glasses, a person goes into an IMAX, right? And he has those you know, those tools to be able to allow them to experience the full experience of this thing called the IMAX. And it's the same thing, we have no conception of what that's going to be. But a person needs to prepare that now. And so the Rebbe said that ultimately when a person gets to that place, if they did not do the requisite preparing, a person's going to be left with, uh, with nothing. But then the tzaddik said that if a person has a skashras, has a connection to a tzaddik, and a person has that image and has that role model, spiritually speaking, has that um, idealized vision of what it is to be a human being, an Adam HaShalim, in as much as that person wasn't able to reach that level. But a person at least was makir, a person understood, a person had a vision dancing in front of their eyes all the time of what life could be achieved when a person lives properly. So Mamela Rabbi Nachman said at that point, he'll be able to run to the tzaddik and get something. We don't know exactly what kind, on what level. We learned from the Ramchal, we learned from other tzaddikim kadmainim that talk about this idea long before the Hasidic masters really ran with it. But we find already from Rukhaim Vital, we find from the kadmainim, from earlier tzaddikim, 
that there was this idea that a tzaddik is able to be megan. There are Lashonis and Chazal, Nigleh, but certainly a Nister, about this power of the tzaddik, that tzaddik can go through Gehenim on their way up, and they're able to pull out those that are, that are, that are sunk into the depth. But ultimately, the tzaddik is able to, like we learned from Chaim Aran, the tzaddik can sort of send this person on a mission, right? We learned about that base Knesses in Yerushalayim somewhere, where it's Mamish the Beis Shamala and that shul behind the Ezra Snashim somewhere, right? We learned about that interesting, strange piece from Chaim Aran, but the tzaddik is able to come in at the last moment and to give us something. But of course, Rabbi Nachman doesn't want us to rely on this. The ikr is to serve HaGadosh Baruch Hu and as much as we can, trying, mamish, with every ounce of our energy, both with Ratzon and with Maise, both with Torah and with Tefillah and with Maisem Toivim, the whole gamut of the spiritual religious experience, the Yiddishkeit Avodah Hashem experience, to try to earn it on our own. That's the tachlis. But we need to have that vision of the tzaddik to guide us along as well. So this is the latter part of that sicha, we'll call it 23b, right? The second chilek of Chav Gimel. And let's go inside together, what a privilege to be able to learn the words of the tzaddik with all of you. Thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule, or maybe not, maybe your relaxation time, but it's still something very special and it's a big Kiddush Hashem. So thank you for being here with me. Really, it's Rav Nassim recording. And saying that I also heard a similar sicha, a similar teaching, a very holy teaching that is similar to this in style. In the world to come, in you find that there are people who are outside. What does that mean, outside? It's what's outside, what's inside? Obviously, there's a mishalim. But there are neshamas that are, whatever that means, it's obviously not bifnim, it's obviously not where they're supposed to be, or the ideal place where they should be. And these people, or these neshamas, are screaming out, in a bitter voice, give us what to eat. Listen to this. Ubayim lahem, ubayim etzlam, and the malachim, I assume, come to these neshamas va'aymrim lahem, and they say, okay, harei lechem achila, harei lechem achilu shsia, ichlu shesu, here's bread, here's water, eat and drink. Vehemeshivim, but they scream, loy, loy, no. Ein anu tzrichim achila zois. This is not the kind of eating. This is not the kind of food that we need. We need the kind of eating and the kind of drinking that are mashalim for Torah and Avoida in this world, but La'asid Lavo emerges being the primary sustenance, both with regard to eating and with regard to drinking. And so they come and they give them pizza and they come and they give them a couple of steaks. You know, we eat more from Jews, eat more meat during the nine days than the rest of the year, you know? So they come and they, and they, give, them, they give them some fat steaks. You see on everybody's status, everybody's posting. Right? So they give them some steaks and they're screaming, this is not what we need, Bechlau. This, this is not what we mean. This is not what we need. This is not food. This is disgusting to us. And then he says, And you find people that whatever this means again, and we learned in depth last week, what this, I think it was two weeks ago actually, when we learned what this means to have garments and levushim to enable us to, to attain the ar without it destroying us. We learned from the Balatanian Torah, are very deep. But people are without those garments, without those, again, you know, just for, for a muscle, without those 3D glasses. And they walk into the IMAX and they can't see anything. And they need those garments that will enable them to perceive the depth and the zivashchina, whatever that is. They say, and they're screaming again to nulanu ba'mele hiskas 
give us something that we can cover ourselves with. And they come and they say, Here you go, here are clothing. But they answer, No. This is not the kind of clothing that we need. We need a mitzvah. This is the lavush that we need. Rabbi Nachman closed and he said, Fortunate is a person who can have a whole diet, a whole spiritual diet, who is zochet to eat a bunch of prakim of mishnayis, to wash them down, with a few delicious kapitlach tilim, and then run to the, to the, to the, to the nearest uh, spiritual clothes store, you know, and just, and, and just cover himself. With, with so many spiritual garments of the mitzvah that a person can surround himself with, that we are ever surrounded with on the level of potential, mitzvah every single aspect of the human experience is the potential to be mitlabesh. We, we are essentially surrounded with mitzvahs, but it's all in potential, and it's up to us to actualize that. Says Rabbi Nachman, fortunate is such a person that this is their life. Stuff your face with Mishnayis, Mamish, anything that you can. You read about Revelibi, it's like Bender, what kind of life he lived, how much he walked every single moment of his life with the Mishnayis, and he was constantly, you know, f- spiritually fressing, just stuffing his face with Mishnayis, and with Tehillim, and then more Mishnayis, and Tehillim, and then Mitzvah Maisim Tevim. There's no life like that. There's no life like that. That's, that's the Ikra Chilo Shesiyah. And, wh- and, ha- and how tragic is it? And how painful? You can imagine what kind of pain when they are given all of that which maybe even a couple of minutes ago if they're fresh you know, newcomers up to that place, but in their lifetime, how much they would have desired and how much pleasure they would have taken. And at that point, it's not, it's, it's, it's lo shayach. This is not eating and this is not drinking. This is not food and this is not drink. This is not what, it's not going to help us. How painful that is when they need that which they can no longer have. And now they have an abundance, what they ran after in this world, but ultimately... It's essential lack at this point. And that's very, very painful. And so the ikr is of this piece, of course, that we need to go ahead and to try our best to do what we can, mitzidenu, obviously, to follow the eights of the tzaddikim and, 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 to, and to try the best that we can to learn halacha. You can't keep halacha without keeping, without learning, right? So to try about such a person, but a person has to learn. And then a person has but ultimately to have a skashrit tzaddikim, that at the end of the end of the day, even a person in that for some reason against his better uh, you know, efforts and, and, and attempts to serve Hashem properly it's not going but a person has the tzaddik to rely on but of course that doesn't negate our own necessity to try the best that we, that we possibly can so let's take a look at this piece from the Tanya in, uh, in Parakeh we mentioned it at the end last time but I don't think we got to read it inside because it was primarily on this piece it was primarily on the end of the piece that we didn't get to and the Helega Tzadik the Balatanya says the following like the Balatanya explains at great length what kind of process of intimacy of Yichud is taking place when a Jew opens a Gemara when a Jew opens a Mishnah Brura a Jew opens a Chashulchan a person a person opens a Medrash something but a person studies Torah he studies the will of God either practically or theologically the Balatanya describes a Yichud Atzum 
an incredibly intense unification that takes place between the person's mind and the muskal, that which a person is grasping when a person learns Torah. And we learn about how the person's mind grasps the Torah. But then the Torah grasps the person's mind. Who is holding who? Which is holding which? And the Baal says, Bayim Ka'achas. It's this intimate unity. Mamash like water. You can't say you pour one cup of water into the other cup. Which one is holding which? It's, it's just Mamash mixed together. And the Baal has a Lashon that there's no intimacy, there's no unity in this world that's a mushal for what kind of unity there is between a person and a Kodesh Baruch when a person is delving and dousing their mind into the seichel of a Kaddish Baruch there's no osher, there's no greater unity and, and, and life and vitality and vibrancy and, and wonder and, and intimacy and love that takes place like when a person is engaged in such a study. It's similar to the, to the Arin, right, which of course is the semel, is the symbol for Limana Torah, contained the luchas, v'shiver luchas menachem ba'arin, primarily the kedusha of the Arin is the kedusha of the Torah. And we find by the Arin also an interesting thing, Arin noisei es noisei. It's a similar thing. That who carried the Aaron? Was the Aaron carrying the people who were who were holding it? Or the people who were holding it carrying the Aaron? It's the same Nakuda, like the Baal describes about the process of Limanat Tyra. It's Mamash Aaron Noisias Noisav. We're carrying the Torah, but the Torah Mamash is carrying us. So here the Baal makes reference to this model where he says, It goes inside of us. And it's considered to be spiritual food. Our body is sustained through the food that we eat. And I bless us all that we should always have enough. There were generations not too long ago where they, where they didn't have what to eat. And we have to be grateful for that. To us it's a given. We have to be very grateful for that. To appreciate what kind of our, our standard of living. Okay, it comes with its own challenges. But at least that, Baruch Hashem, we're blessed with that kind of uh, sustenance and security on, on the simplest basic level. But the food that we eat keeps the body going and the Torah that we learn is considered spiritual sustenance. Just like physical bread sustains the body, literally we eat it and it goes inside of us and it becomes a part of us. And the lechem that we eat becomes our own flesh. It becomes a part and parcel of who we are. And then a person's living. And then a person's able to have vitality, vibrancy to exist in this world. It's the same thing with the Torah. That a person learns depth. That's what the Balatani stresses. It's so important to learn bi'in. Mamash bi'in. Because when we learn bi'in on this level, then more of our mind, more of our mental cognitive capacities are completely and entirely unified with what we're learning, that there's no makam for anything else. And we don't realize a person gets into this inyan of, of, of asmada, that, the, that the, 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 already the mustard tzaddik can speak about ritzifus, and after two hours and three hours and four hours, a person who takes a, a Shabbos, that's primarily what Shabbos is for. During the week we're busy, and then Shabbos we think we should kick up our feet. Mamash not. Shabbos is the time for learning. A person has on the long Shabbos afternoons what you can make of it if you have an early early meal and you're able to sneak out of the house and you're able to send the kids to groups so you have a babysitter or the older siblings watch or whatever it is not to burden the wife right and a person should, should, should you know, make sure that we're, we're giving it all that, we, all that we can and helping out and so on and so forth to the extent possible but 
really it's such an opportunity. You take a few hours on a Shabbos afternoon. You can mamish just get lost in the learning. Take a sugya. Take a masifta gemara. Open to the back. Take one of those beautiful uh, chaburas that they have prepared. You can get lost in a sugya. And you'll see the more bi'in that we're learning, the more we, we don't even realize, oh my gosh, it's mincha already. Three hours passed by. You didn't even recognize. Didn't even realize because you were doused, you were delved, you were, you were, you were swimming in, in, in the Yama Talmud. And there's nothing like that. So it's so important. Shalom to hate to be in sichle action is spesas besichle until the Torah becomes mamish part and parcel of us. And it becomes one with us. And we can become one. Just like bread goes inside of us and it becomes part of us. And the enzymes and the cells and whatever's going on at Mamish brings it into the bloodstream and brings it into our physical makeup. So too the Torah becomes Mamish. Mamish becomes part of us. Nasa Muslim Nefesh, the Chaim the Kirba becomes real Chaim, not just physical life. That's also true. But Michai Hachaim, we draw on the Iker, Iker, Iker of life, without which life is really not worth living. This world is absurd. This world is bizarre. This world is meaningless. This world is filled with pain. And if a person's disconnected from the Torah, from there's nowhere else to run. Because what else are you going to do? I spoke to somebody recently. He said, "I lost all hope in humanity. You know, over the over the pandemic, and we're not able to care for one another. We're not able to, you know, to, to, to act maturely based on health and so on and so forth. And look what's happening with the with the, with the world. And look what's going on with with global warming and so on and so forth. And on the one hand, there's something to that. On the other hand, the person that's connected to the Torah Daisha, there's hope." A person who's connected to the hashkafa, a person who's living life and looking at the world through Ruchnia's eyes, through Torah eyes, through the eyes of believing that the world is getting better and better every moment. That Kaddish Baruch Hu is busy doing things, making tikkunim. There's no such thing that this all ends in a global you know, catastrophe. A Kaddish Baruch Hu is mamish bringing the world like the Zohar Kaddish says, with this safer, yafkam beg mingalusa barachame. Kaddish Baruch Hu is taking us out, barachamim rabim akabtseim. Mamash a Kaddish Baruch Hu is bringing this to the end in the best possible conceivable way. And so there's hope. And it gives us life. Michai hachayim ein sov baru. Baruch Hu, should be bar, or maybe it is Baruch, not clear. Yeah, Baruch Hu. Hamalubish bechachmasev etayrasi should be kirba, but it's not the Torah in and of itself. The Torah is a means toward an end. It's yichud kuchaburichu ushchinte. It's our neshamas as they come into union and intimacy with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, who exists within the concepts that we find in the Torah, that conceived, that began in a Kaddish Baruch Hu's mind. And this is Pshat, David HaMelech says in Tehillim, Your Torah, it's in my stomach. What do you mean it's in your stomach? It's in your head. What you're t- you know, they say a Baich a person says something that's not so strong, they say it came from your stomach. What does it mean? It comes from your brain. But over here, says the Baal David HaMelech is saying that it's just like Lechem. Just like lechem that I eat becomes part and parcel of my physical makeup. And it gives me vitality and vibrancy. So a person who zoich and sam chayim. A person who zoicha to learn Torah properly. Not my physical stomach. It came into my spiritual stomach. I consumed it. I devoured it. It became a part of me. I became better for it. I became filled with the highest form of life. The chay ha-chayim. 
like it's written from the Helga Rizal Sharmim Dalad Paragimel, that the clothes for the Nesham and Ganeda, and that's what we had been speaking about, that's the mitzvahs from Isim Toibim that a person does. And drink, when a person fills himself up, that's the Ikra satisfaction. We'll learn, hopefully, if we have, have time at the very end, we'll learn in Chafhei in Sichasran about what the eating of the tzaddikim looked like. Or not Nachafhei, Chavdalim, the next piece. What the eating of the tzaddikim was. But the primary satiation, the primary satisfaction comes from Torah and Mitzvahs. And what does it mean to learn Lishma? And this is obviously the famous Klal of the Balatanya. There were many other Shittas you find even in Rishonim. It wasn't, you know, just the Achroinim tried to figure out what Lishma was. You find the, the Shittas Arashba and there's a Shittas Arash. There are earlier, earlier Shittas, and then you find even the Achroinim. The Chavetz Chaim has a Mechudish Shitta in, in, in Lishma. The Nevesh Chaim obviously has a Shitta in Lishma. There are many, and of course, if we could do all of them, but the Balatanya's particular approach, this Chelek of this Derech of Yiddishkeit, of which there are many, this particular derech was, was Dveikus. What does it mean, Lishma? You're not learning Lishim HaTayra. Even Rav Kook has a few shitas in, in Lishma. The Ma'ari Naim has about 10 shitas in Lishma throughout the Sefer. But, but, but the classic Hasidic approach to Lishma is Mamish Dveikus. Not to learn for the sake of the Torah, to, to, to increase the Torah by adding your own Chidushim, or to be Davak to the Torah, but to be Davak Mamish to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who exists within the Torah. That's a whole different experience. A person has this experience of sitting down with the Gemara and before you start, you say, you're and you're present in this process. Like we always say, Master of the world, I'm connecting with you. I want to become intimate with you. I want to build a relationship with you. I love you. And this is an expression of my love for you. And this is how I speak to you. And this is how you speak to me. That's a different, it's a different learning. It's a different Seder. It's imbued with much more meaning than simply studying for a test or simply trying to understand the sugya well so you can ask the best question. You understand it becomes a whole different different Indian. Good. That's the Tanya. Torah, mitzvah, all of this is the eating, drinking, and the levushim, I think. We spoke about, maybe it's the Maslow pyramid, I think it's called in psychology, right? All of these needs of a person, I think it's the Maslow pyramid or something like that. Probably a yid, who knows, Maslow, it's like I have friends Maslow, right? But, but this nakuda of a pyramid where there are needs of a person, what sits at the base of the Maslow uh, you know, uh, you know, pyramid of needs, spiritually speaking? Torah, mitzvah, sumaisim, toivim. Torah, avoid gemilis chasad. And this is the drink, the food, and the levushim, the garments. It's like basic, basic to survive as a yid in this world. To survive as a person in this world, really, especially today. Not to drown. Mamish, not to drown. A person, these three elements, every day, no matter what else you're doing, make sure there's taira, make sure there's avoida, make sure in some way, in some form, you live in a family, there are needs, there are obligations, there are responsibilities. Kemilis chasadim. A person, even on the most basic level, shachris, mincha, marif, however much a person, there are some women on the call as well, uh, shachris, maybe even a mincha if you could snatch it, if you could, if you could manage to find the time. That's tefillah. But Torah, on some level, it's chayav liyot. We spoke about this. You can't go one day without learning. Something, akapanim, open a safer, learn two lines. But something, without which we become weak. And physically, we might not feel it. Maybe on the contrary, we feel physically maybe even stronger, more gashmias, but spiritually we're, we're withering away. 
And so that's the Ikra Ibn Nachman said in this beautiful uh, mushal and expression. Let's read it again. Fortunate is a person that spends a Sunday morning, he eats a bunch of prakim of Mishnayis, he washes it down with a few kapitlachtehillim, and he puts on this very fancy garment of mitzvahs. That's what it's all about. But I want to take you to the Mesilis Yishar and Parak Aleph. Very, very fascinating machlekes. Very, very interesting. Listen to this. The Heligram Chal, in what we describe as the all-important first parak of Mesilis Yisharim, it's, you know, whether you get to the rest of it, but the first parak, Mamash, you have to learn. Mamash, the first parak of Mesilis Yisharim, there was a point, like I mentioned, where I was learning it every Sunday, just to give me a little refresher. I really should still be doing that. But the first parak of Mesilis Yisharim is Mamash, Yisoyed HaYisoydes. And there's a paragraph in there which... Interestingly enough, it's not as if they've been mevarer what the real gears is, because if you Google this line, you'll still find both. There's a word that they're not sure what exactly the gears is on this word. I'm going to read you both of them. And I think based on the teaching in Sikha Saran that we just learned, it becomes mevur, the more shver girsa, the more difficult uh, um, wording, right, that they found in the manuscript, the more difficult wording, maybe it wasn't unclear in the manuscript, because a base and a chaf, which is the letter in question, look very similar, we're going to try to explain it. So the, listen to the line from the Mesil Sasharim. He says, The creation of man was created for what? For Olam Abba, not for this world. Okay, Hasidus may have a different focus, right, but classically, theologically, based on the mission of Pirkei Avis, right, the Iker is the next world. Hasidus came and turned everything over and said, the Icar is this world, and the Icar is Dir and the Icar is the Baltania describes how, how, the, how, the, how the schar mitzvahs and the mitzvah itself, we can have more access to Hasagas and Elokus in this world than in the next world. This world is, is, is Shechina Mamish, the next world is Ziva Shechina, how that works out with schar and Onish, I don't know, but that's, a, that's, that's the Hasidim. But before that, meaning in, in classical Hashkafa, before the Hasidis, you know, the Hasidim came along, before the Hasag of Hasidis for the last generation came along, was that the Icar, based on the mission Pirkei Avas, Haskin Atzma in the in the this world is only transient leading to the eternality of the next world. So the Iker creation of man was for Lamatsava but Lamat Bahi. The Alkane says the Messiah Sasharm, therefore Nitnaboy Nishama Zois. Therefore a person was given this Nishama, Kila Rawi Laavoid, because for it Meaning for the neshama, it is fitting to serve and it is fitting to go ahead and to try to work on behalf of the neshama primarily. Then a person will be able to receive his schar or her schar in the makom uvizman in that time. And that great tomorrow with a capital T, right? The tomorrow of our lives. We should all live long and happy until 120. Now listen to this line because this is a... This is where it gets dicey. Let's read it first with the base. So that there should be nothing disgusting to the soul in this world. This world will be something that is enjoyable for the Nesham of Zepashit. Okay, that makes sense, right? It doesn't really fit with the broader context of the Mesil Sharm's discussion about how much the how much the Neshama hates this world. Like it doesn't seem to make a caveat that if a person's doing this world properly, Mamish says, "Gosh, me, this is disgusting." But it's easier to read it that way. A much more difficult girsa. But again, there are those Mesil Sharms. I'm sure you all have a Mesil Sharm at home somewhere. Open it up. See see what the girsa says there, because it's still split. You find different girsais and different svarim. 
Other svarim say, which is a pella. Because that would be referring to the schar, the reward that the neshama is going to get in the next world. That, it sh- that, that schar shouldn't be disgusting to the neshama just like this world was disgusting to the neshama. And that's why I assume they changed it to a base because that really doesn't, doesn't sound like it fits. Like how, what does that mean? Read it in the context. Therefore, this holy soul was given to a person. Because for it, a person should serve. And then a person will receive schar in the next world in the right time and place. Seems to say that that schar won't end up being just as disgusting to the soul as this world was. The neshama will enjoy the schar. So of course, now it doesn't sound strange, after having learned this piece from Sicha Saran, where it's mamash mevur hetiv, where Ibn Nachman describes again that there are neshamas that are bachutz, and they're screaming out, tenu lanu lishtas, give us what to eat, give us what to drink, and they come out and they give him a sub sandwich, and they give him a pie of pizza, and they come out and they give it, and the neshamas are screaming out in pain, they're, they're being taunted, this is not what we need. This is not the kind of food we need. This is not the kind of drink we need. Based on that piece in Sikh Rani, can Mamash understand Mivur Hatev, the Chaf, in the Girsa, in the Mesil Sasharim? That if a person will work properly in this world and sustain the soul with what the soul needs for its own primary sustenance, then it will be able to have its schar in Olam Haba. That that schar won't be that which was disgusting for the soul in this world. The physical food, the physical drink that Ibn Nachman says they have up there in a way to taunt, in a way that's, that's itself the Gehenim of the Neshamas. That they're no longer able to take a step back to get back into this realm to fix up You can't go back to yesterday. It is what it is. And so maybe we could be miyashiv that girsa in the Masil Sasharim based on this teaching from Sichas Ram. But what comes out from all of this, again, from this particular teaching, again, is two primary nukudas. And then we're going to move onward. The first nukuda is we have to do everything in our capacity to try our best to focus primarily on the soul's sustenance. We do not want gashmis. We don't want it. Let's be honest with ourselves. We do, it's not something we want. We spend our whole lives trying to think how we could avoid it, how we, how we could get around it, how we can get rid of it. We don't want it. We feel compelled. We feel forced. There's something that's pushing us toward this. But we, Be'etzin, don't want it. Given the chance, like I said many times in the past, if we were given the option to simply let go of the Yitzhahara, all of us, in a blink of an eye, we wouldn't even think about it for a minute. That is not what we want. Especially chever like this. LPI chever, growth-oriented chever, chasidically-oriented chever, for sure. It's not even a question. This is not what we want. This is not what we, Be'etzin, find enjoyable. The body has an Indian with it. The Yitzhahara has a deep root within our body from a le- very long period of time ago, what can we do? We're, we're a goof. But primarily, we're the neshama that doesn't want any of this stuff. And so it's not that we have to force ourselves and it's so difficult. This is Mama Sher. Ben Achman basically gives us allowance to live the best life possible, like permission, like we needed it. Permission to mamish remember what the ikr is, what the ikr is. Mamish to focus on the physical, I'm sorry, on the spiritual sustenance, to focus on the spiritual garments, not to get distracted with this worldliness. It doesn't matter other people's opinions of clothing, other people's opinions of standard of living and different things. Mamish 
It's just the law anyan. It's pasha a waste of it's literally a waste of time. And time is of the essence, of course. But the ikr, ikr, ikr is the spiritual sustenance. And then we spoke about his scarvus to tzaddikim, where Ibn Achman said that even a person who comes up to Shemaim and he has nothing, but he had connection to the tzaddik, yesh sikui, there's some sort of ability for the tzaddik to be able to help such a person out on some level. Okay, let's jump into Sikha Saran Chaf Dalid. This is a very lengthy Sikha. I don't have much to say about it. I mean, we'll see a piece from the Drasha Saran, we'll see a piece from Chaim Aran, but primarily the piece is the piece in and of itself. It's a very interesting piece. It's a piece that I always found a little bit difficult. Maybe some of the Chaver will help, or in the context of our learning together, we'll be able to channel Siyat Adishmaya to be able to get clarity. But let's learn this relatively lengthy muscle from the, from, from the Rebbe, and we'll try to get into it a little bit. Says the Elegit Sadik Malas Emes. The benefit and the value of being able to give money to true tzaddikim. And of course that means to support anything that's connected to true tzaddikim. Obviously not going to blow this opportunity to make a plug for LPI here, of course. Right? So, so obviously this is all giving money to true tzaddikim, right? Literally, I mean, we're, we're mamish spreading the word about, about tzaddikim and spreading teachings in the world. So of course, if anybody has any meister money extras, we can mamish use it. We can mamish use it. So the mile of giving money to tzaddikim emes, he could doil of yekara ma'oid ma'oid. It's mamish that the most elevated, elevated kind of tzedakah. It's a bechino of the tzedakah Eretz Yisrael, Tzadikimar, in Nefesh, what Eretz Yisrael is in Makom, and how much the Balatanya in the end of Igaris HaKodesh talks about what it is to support, you know, to give money to Eretz Yisrael, that was his Indian, he was collecting money and he would send it. And he says, here we're going to give an example to it, or, or like an analogy to describe this. He says that there's a child that gets lost from a father. Nebuch, a, a terrible thing. Agav, I want to tell you a very beautiful muscle where in the nine days you can't not make mention of the Beis HaMikdash, you can't not make mention of Yerushalayim. I want to tell you just parenthetically, it's a separate muscle for something else, but it just reminded me, and whatever falls on a person's mind, certainly in a way of Kedusha, you got you to take it, right? So listen to this. I heard a muscle, and then we'll get to Rabbi Nachman's muscle. But he says, what's this Indian? I heard from a, 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 a Chavar, from a, from a Rebbe of mine, Rabbi Yitzchak Septim, as some of us know. And Rabbi Yitzchak told me, he said, what's this Indian that you didn't have with the Kaisal for 2,000 years, as much as we could, long before the state, but there were always these pictures of the Temanim, and whoever was able, we clung to this wall, Chazal tell us in the Medrash, there's, there's, there's an Indian that we have with this little broken wall, with this retaining wall, Mamash, the outside of the outside, it's like nowhere near, it's not the wall of the base of Mikdash, but it's a remnant, it's something we could touch, whatever, whatever, whatever we have left. He says, what's the sod that we're always going to the kota as much as we can to, to, to connect to that place? And he said a mashal, he says, imagine you have a father that's walking with his son in a crowded shuk. And he's walking in this place and he tells his son, hold on to my hand tightly because there's a lot of people here and you could get swept away by the crowd, it's dangerous. Mamash, hold my hand. And the inevitable happens and they're walking and he trips on a step and for one second he stops and he lets go and before he knows it, his father is being swept onward and he's being carried by the crowd in the opposite direction. And they get a strange one from the other, much like we're going to describe in this muscle from Rabbi Nachman. And Mamash's son doesn't know what to do. And he's thinking to himself, okay, what should he do? He should stand on a chair and start screaming, there's a thousand people here. So he thinks to himself, you know, after being lost for so long, he says, I'm just going to go back home, right? I'll just go back home. Maybe father's at home. 
And so he goes home and he finds Mamish that the house is gone and the house is, is, is destroyed. And the only thing that's left of this house is this little gate on the outside. And he says, Gavalt, even if, even if my father's not home, he's got to come back here at some point. So I'm going to sit by this gate. I'm going to sit in this place because this is the place that when father comes home, this is where he'll be coming to. And so this is our Indian by the Kaisel to be able to sit there. And we don't have the Beis Mikdash anymore. We don't know the Shechino is nostalgic. We're doing our best to draw it back down as much as we can, primarily through our yearning, primarily through the Echad HaMar, Bebe Echad HaMamet, Bovad, Sheyichavin Liba LaShemayim, Rachman Liba That's where the Iker is. The Iker is and the yearning and the longing and that little stolen moment of a deep sigh of knowing that this is not the way that I want to live my life. This is not, even if we're not able to do the best that we can all the time, we're trying the best that we can. But the Iker is the Shiv and the brokenness of feeling that we're not in our place. This is not how I want to live. This is not the way the world is supposed to look. This is not the way humanity is supposed to be. So we come back to this little broken gate because that's where our Kaddish Baruch is going to be coming back to. So that's a sweet mushal that I was just reminded of. But here, let's go back inside to the mushal of Rabbi Nachman's Chusya Gunleinu. And he says, V'chein of... Or again, Lemashal, Ben Shinisrachik me of it. Very similarly, a son that gets estranged, distanced from the father of And the son has a tremendously deep and expansive yearning for the father And the father has tremendous yearning for the son as well. Lelech. Right? Okay, Liyamim. Over the expanse of time, the father says, I gotta go looking for him. I gotta go looking for the son. And then the son is stirred to say, I gotta do something practical. I can't just sit here and mope. I gotta look for my father. Looking is better than not looking as much as I can. To go and travel toward his father. And so, miraculously, they find that they're on the same road and they're traveling mamish toward each other. And the more that the son is going closer to the father, and the father is going closer to the son, I don't know, somehow they just have this intuitive feeling they're on the right path. They're going to see each other soon. And there's a tremendous longing that's there. And they're traveling toward each other. The father to the son, and the son to the father. Until they literally became mamish, close, they're in the same neighborhood. And our two parsois, there are just two uh, miles, whatever it is, translated into our terms. There are two miles between them. And listen to what happens here. The haven av and the father understands. With all of his incredibly powerful longing, if he continues with this just incredible longing and this incredible excitement and this desire, he's not going to have koach to be able to make it, these two parasites. He's going to faint or he's going he's to pass out. I don't know what's going to happen. Incredibly powerful yearnings. He just is not able to do it. And the son had the same feeling. He understood. He does not have any capacity anymore to be able to hold this level of yearning and desire for these last two miles. He'll pass out. He'll pass away. He's not going to be able to do it. 
and so both the father and the son decide for themselves to sort of distract themselves from it, not allow themselves to be on fire with this level of yearning, and to literally just leave it go from their minds. And that very moment, there comes a person with a very fancy wagon and 12 white horses. And he takes the son onto the wagon. And he brings him to the, fa- to the father in this incredibly powerfully, you know, speedy way. Without him needing to have let go of the gaguim, without him needing to have stepped down from that level of yearning, what kind of incredible pleasure this person brought about. That he went ahead and he brought the son to the father when both were still on this incredible level of gaguib. Maybe they, have, they would have met and it would have been a gavalt. It would have been tremendously incredible. But now that they're amidst this incredible feeling of longing and yearning, it was that much more beautiful. It was that much more impactful and wonderful. Says the Rebbe, the Nimshal is v'chein la tzaddik, and the same is, is, is true for the tzaddik. Lach, so v'lizkar la Hashem barach. I'm sorry, v'chein la tzaddik, and the same is true about the tzaddik, shu ben la Hashem barach. All of us are children to Hashem. All of humanity on some level is children to Hashem, but certainly Am Yisrael that we're called Bani B'chayri Yisrael, Banim Atem L'Hashem Alekeichem, but the Tzaddik, more zoomed in, is Mamash a son to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Umachmas Masach HaMavdil, but because there's some barrier, because there's some wall in between Israchik, may Ovi Barach, he becomes distant. On his level, not distant, mamish, but he's not able to mamish, you know, be as intimately close as he would love to be. I'm sorry. And he has incredible, incredible, incredible longing. Hashem has incredible longing. And the tzaddik has longing. Like the mashal, they become close to one another. How does one become close to Hashem? How does the tzaddik become close? Yichudim and kavanas and and avodis and all the things that the tzaddik is doing to climb that ruchni spiritual ladder until he's very, very close. Whatever the nimshal means, that there's a distance between them. And this tragic thing, they understood. That's the difficulty. Like what Hagadosh Baruch Hu needed to let go of the gaguim. What was going to happen to him exactly? You know, it's difficult to understand how this translates into the nimshal so perfectly. But on some level, they understood that Sadik and Hashem They can't handle it anymore. I only have this Sadik in the world. I don't have a billion other things going on that I can't distract myself with. Forget about just this world. It's like I have a bunch of other universes that I can run at any given moment that I can focus on. There's plenty that Hashem can be distracted by. And the Tzadik says, I only have this. I can involve myself with other things that aren't particular to this particular climbing of the ladder that I'm trying to accomplish. Again, it's difficult to understand what these things mean. Hashem is going to distract himself from the Tzadik and focus on something else. The Tzadik is going to... Like, it's, it's difficult, but... To take it, 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 you know, in terms of what Rabbi Nachman is describing. There are other things that I can involve myself with. 
and not just sit in this state of incredible longing and gaguim and ichudim. The Eskimu, therefore, they decided to let go of these longings. Listen to this. Because I'll just take you outside for a second. Ordinarily, we would assume that what's preventing the tzaddik from getting close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu quickly? Parnasa. Because that's what he began with. In the sense that he needs to be busy with daigas of Parnassah. He needs to be busy with this worldly things. And that's preventing him from getting close to Hashem in as much as you know, he, he should be able to if he had his needs being met. But Rabbi Nachman says something different. It's not that the person comes and supports the tzaddik thereby enabling him to clear his schedule and focus primarily on Abad Hashem. No, no. Listen to this one. A Jewish person comes in Agala, in the proverbial metaphoric Agala, this wagon, but it means Parnasa. And he goes ahead and he gives the Tzadik Parnasa. And through the Parnasa, which then translates into a hearty meal for the Tzadik, that brings the Tzadik incredibly close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a way and, and allows him to cross those last two miles easily because eating by tzaddikim is an incredibly lofty thing. You see, it's different. It's not that, oh, he gives him parnasa and allows him to focus on overtly spiritual things. No, no. He gives him parnasa, he's able to go grocery shopping and he's able to buy food and his eating is the avoda that's going to be even more than Dallas villain sits as it sounded like, right? Because he thought, I could distract myself and focus on these more overtly spiritual acts. No, no. It's the eating dafka. And the Pasuk here says, Ki tzadik It's dafka the tzadik that is able to eat to satisfy his soul. The tzadikim eat in such a way, you know how they get satisfied? The lofty spiritual lights are these spiritual illuminations that are even above the worlds, like higher than Atzilus. We find that the true great tzadik, will merit through his parnasa, through his eating. The tzaddik can get to such a madrega where eating is the ikr. We're going to learn in a minute from Chaimran, Adavra Nechmad. I said it in the past, but we'll learn it inside now. What, to what extent eating is an avoda by tzaddikim? How incredible it is. This person that was Zochet to be the vehicle, literally the vehicle, but metaphorically the vehicle, in the mashal, literally, to bring the tzaddik to HaKadosh Baruch Hu amidst this incredible gaguim by giving him to eat, by hosting Achnasas Archim, to be able to give the tzaddikim that ability to do their avayda through eating. That was he, he was missing. He had tzitzis, he had tefillin. It was the meal he needed. Incredible. Shal Right, nimsa kama v'kamatanu again garms a ishahevi parnasa la tzadik hamiti shal yedeze who made you makarvas a tzadik l'ashem isbarach through this that he enables the tzadik to do his avoid the dafka through the meal he brings the tzadik very close to Hashem. Listen to this drasha saran. It's really good to see the whole thing because it's a very long piece. Drasha saran vav very very foundational fundamental. But just this keta. Listen to this. The drasha saran here is going to be speaking about. What a mistake people make when they think that the ikra avoid of the tzaddikim is in their learning and davening. He says, mamish not. He says, the ikra avoid of the tzaddikim is not 
in the learning and davening klape, eating and drinking, and it's not either in the eating and drinking klape, the learning and davening, it's in their koa hakavana that imbues both the learning, the davening, the eating, the doing business. It's the koa hakavana that the tzaddikim are able to foster that then enables them to, you know, to, to, uh, to elevate all aspects of life, both the spiritual and the physical. So that's the drasha saran. Hine. Biarnuts should be missing a nun, I think. Or maybe Biarai. It was explained, or he explained, maybe, if he's quoting someone, I don't know. Ki ein ikr hamadrega hachachma. The ikr madrega is not simply to know things. The Ikra Avoida is to learn so that you can do. That's why there's an opinion in the Gemara that the Limud is greater than Maisa only because maybe the day Maisa, but the Ikra is the Maisa. The Ikra is the Maisa. But Maisa be Kavana. Because good things, good deeds, mitzvahs, Maisa, Toivim, Chesed, the point isn't that your physical body should be engaged in just mindlessly by rote doing the action. The point is, is to bring your whole person into that action and to allow it to affect the lave. And come and see what this Indian of Kavana is. Because when a person has, as a Kavana, a relationship with Hashem, who the Baal Shem HaKadosh revealed, is not only found in the base Medrash and in the base Knesset, but a Kadosh Baruch who is found in every particle of physicality. The whole world is our base Medrash, like we, like we learned in the Parashashir. Everything is an avenue, is a, is a, is a lane to our Kadosh Baruch Hu. When a person has that as their goal, even when a person is involved in the mundane aspects of living, business, a person goes shopping, a person's buying and selling, whether merchandise or real estate or whatever a person's involved with, a person's working a nine to five, you don't usually see Lushinus like them, this is from a Mauritian, but even outside of Hasid, you know, Hasidus, you don't find such a Lush and you'd think that it came from the Maranaim like we learned last week. Literally, we learned a very similar line. Again, when a person has a, as his Kavana Dveikas, it's literally very powerful. He says a person whose kavana is not toward HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and in worst case scenario, a person's kavana is for his own prestige or a person's stam mindless, you know, and the Nevesh Chaim stresses that there's value in that somewhere. But a person whose kavana is like the Ramcha, like like the like Taisus tells us, what, you know, is a machlekes. So what loylishma means, Taisus holds it means lekanter. A person who's coming ader abba, mamish ader abba, in his avoda is is mamre. He's rebelling against Hashem. And this famously the Heligan Navi says in Yeshaya B'fib who v'svasav kibduni HaKadosh Baruch who says it's very nice they honored me with their lips this is where the Lush and lip service comes from it comes from this Pasuk they paid lip service right they said everything that they were supposed to say they did all the viduyim v'nemar karav atem b'fim you're very close with your mouths but the end of that Pasuk of course is v'libam richak mimani but their hearts were distant and that's what the cause of the Beis HaMikdash destruction was. Was the heart. Because the Beis HaMikdash is the place of the lave. The Beis HaMikdash is the place of Kavana. The Beis HaMikdash is the place of, of Avodis Hashem. Where it's Hashuras Hashchina. Because we could have a thousand Batei Mikdash. 
If they're devoid of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Memela they're destroyed. Memela they're destroyed. That's the Iker destruction. Because there was no point of a Beis HaMikdash anymore because the Kavana was gone. Because the soul was, was missing. So Memela the body deteriorated. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not just want our mindless rote actions and our mindless recitation of prayers. But the Elgaran says that the Iker is after the Leve. The Elgaran tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says it was more precious to me the words of the Chachamim more than the Yena Shel which Rashi tells us is Tarsh It's even more precious to me. The Tambazet, what's the reason? You know what the Divri Chachamim is? You know what that is a reference to that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, this is more precious to me than all the Torah learning in the world? It's a reference to Gedarim, the Siyagim, the Takanas, the Ikra Mitzvahs. It was all of these Gedarim that Chazal made for us. Gidri Gedarim. Oh my gosh, how much really the Mitzvahs Adalis Shachar. And they made it all the way back into Chatzayis, Kedil Harachagadam and Avera, and all of these Inyanim, all of the different, and that's how literally Shas begins, because all the different Hagdaris of Chazal are like that. They're all Mamash there to make offense. Asu Siyag why would a person do that? Why would Chazal make a darim? Why would a person make a gather in his or her own life? It shows It shows that there's a personal commitment here. It means that I want to do it as best as possible. Because again, if it's just to get by, so then you don't need a gather. Just do the best that you can, right? And fulfill the letter of the law. But to go beyond the letter of the law, that already shows, ah, it's amok. It means that there's something deep here. It means that I'm in it, for real. means you're doing it for real. This is the primary Indian of the mitzvahs. A person who's serving Hashem on this level. Anything, whether a person is doing Torah, studying Torah, a person is doing mitzvahs, or, like we said, a person is doing business. Memela, it's bursting with the light of truth. And it's bursting with the light of Dvekas and connection to Hashem. And he says, people make a big mistake about this. And this is what people think, because he says the simple people, when they look at people, tzaddikim, that engage in lowly things, in mundane, this worldly things, for example, you look at the Avashim, they were busy with. The, you know, with the flocks outside, shepherding, planting, working the land, digging pits. What's going on here? These are the biggest tzaddikim in the world. They had nothing better to do with their time. They couldn't find some gvir somewhere to build them a koil, adapt, adapt a koil, adapt Avram Avinu's tent, you know, give him some yeshiv adas. What's going on here? The man is digging and, and, and planting and shepherding. He was busy. Yaakov Avinu takes of his time in the life of Yaakov to go back for the small little jugs. So the simple people say, So then I'll also do the same thing. 
just like them. They're not, well, I mean, people treat them like they're tzaddikim. Give me a break. He's the same businessman I am. The Chavetz Chaim also had a shop in Radin. So I could also, I'll just, they make a mistake. But he says, woe is to those that see, but they don't know what they're seeing. But he says, these, I'm sorry. I never saw a more Hasidish paragraph than, you know, from a, from a Rishon, right? He says, they're only seeing the Chitzayinis. They don't look deeper. He says that Sadiqim again can do the same exact thing as the next guy. You would find no difference in their schedule. Both have the time that they learn. Both have the time that they work. Both have the time that they devote to their families. Both have the time that they're involved in eating, drinking, sleeping, and so on and so forth. What it means to be human. But to one person is that Sadiq is so and the next guy, Stam. Rabbi Nachman says on the Kutamaran that there's a tzaddik that the whole entire world depends on and you walk by him on the street and it looks like nothing to you. Mamish nothing to you. He says in the same way that Eretz Yisrael, we may have learned this inside, I think we did. He said the same way that Eretz Yisrael does not look different than all the other lands. But it's the holiest place in the universe. It doesn't look different. It's the same, but it's mamish different. That's what Rabbi Nachman says, you never know. And that's what Hasidus, primarily Shlomo Kalbach, you know, really brought that down into the world, where you never know. Like he used to sing, you never know, you never know. You push it, never know. Primarily here in Yerushalayim, I walk down the street, you walk by a person, he doesn't look like anything on the outside. We talked about this already. You mamish never know. It could be this person is literally holding up the whole world. You never know. And not, be, not just because I don't know anything about him. Even if I would know about him, that... Not so impressive. He just lives a regular life like me. I still would never know. Because the ikr is not in what you do. The ikr is in how you do it. And the ikr is with what kavana you do it. And he says over here an interesting thing over here. He says, I looked this up. It wasn't so easy. But apparently this is the way that the Rishonim would refer to Hippocrates. He's a very, very famous Greek doctor called the father of modern medicine, even though he worked with many ideas that are obsolete today. But certain medical ethics and certain, uh, the concept of, uh, of, of prognosis, different things he, he established in the world. This person, Hippocrates. So he says that this doctor, Hippocrates, brought right, in his Safer that he wrote, I guarantee you that it wouldn't get the badatzes. You know, they, they, they have to kosher books today. You know, they outlawed certain, they banned certain books because you can't have it in that. I guarantee you this wouldn't have gotten it. But the Ran not only read it, but he quotes it over here. Okay, but he says over here that he brings in the Sefer on Agus HaChadash. Listen to what he says. Why don't people understand the difference between a good doctor and a bad doctor? With all of these different elements that the good doctor uses to heal his patients, with these kind of herbs and these kind of medicines and all the different mixtures and composites and different things that a person is, back then what medicine was, right? Plant-based and everything that they used. also. He has, the same, he has the same medicine in the cabinet. He has the same maybe even diplomas on the wall. He has the same office set up with all of the different machines and all the different uh, technologies. He's mamish outfitted with the same nakudas. 
Right? But the, 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 the good doctor understands how to utilize all of these external things, but he knows what to do and when and how and what to use for which patient. It's very nice. You could have all of the fancy things, but if you don't know how to use them, it's worth that much. It's, it's much worse than that because you end up killing people. Like Rabbi Nachman himself says, we'll learn that later on. Right? He says... Right. I think it should say, He says, From the outside, you look at two people, it looks the same. But the people that are mamish doing it right, the eating that we're talking about, how that could be a greater avoida than the Torah of the, of the tzaddik, the talus of the tzaddik, the tefillin of the tzaddik, the Shabbos candles of the tzaddik, all the different elements that you would think are overtly spiritual. That's not what Ibn Ahmed uses as his mashal to say why parnasa is so powerful. You know why? Because it gives him a good meal. And the good meal brings him to the highest level. A good meal? What do you mean? I also eat good meals. No, 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 no. But the difference between my eating and the tzaddik's eating is the difference between shamayim v'aretz. Because the ikr is not how much taira, how much work. It's all the kavana. And you got to have a person who learns a great deal more than a tzaddik emes. But it's not. Because the kavana is not there. And that's why you mamish never know, because you can't tell by the six sons-oriented aspects in LPI language, right, of, of Yiddishkeit. The princess, that's where it's at. And that you can never know one person to the next. What do we know? Your mamish can't know. Your mamish, mamish can't know. And that's why have we done as kol adam lekavschus. Every person that you see, even though on the outside it doesn't look like they're most spiritually oriented. Of course, the ikr is that we should mamish be on fire. That's what we're trying to get to. But your mamish, mamish never know. We never know. And he says, by the same token, you could have a person who is serving Hashem and he has all the fancy medicines and he has all the right svarim and he has all the starim and, 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 and all the, you know, the, the right trappings of what it should be at Tzaddik. But that, but, but the kavana, but he says, not The main thing, Mamish, the main thing is the, is the kavana. Okay, so we're not going to read the next piece inside, and we're going to finish here, and we'll pick up Ezra Hashem with Sichas Ren next week. But I'll just tell you this piece outside for the next 30 seconds, next minute that we have left. I'll tell you what it says. And it's something that I've said in the past, but it's, it's strong because, Mamish, you can take this with you. Rabbi Nachman said that there was one Shvuis. Well, the tzaddik was sitting down for his Shavuos morning suda, And they brought him a meal, and he was sitting there with a the sefer. And when he finished the first course, he pushed aside the plate, the tray, and he opened the sefer, and he was learning. And then they brought him another course. Okay, he set aside the sefer, he ate it, and he pushed the tray away, opened the sefer, and he was eating. And this happened again and again and again. Every time he finished eating, he opened the sefer. They brought him another course. He opened the sefer. They, you know, he finished. He opened the sefer. He brought, they brought him another course. And this went on and on and on for, for a couple of times. And finally, Ibn Nachman banged on the table, and he said, Chevra, he said, we're having a machlaikas. He said, I'm having an argument with my chassidim. He said, there are two types of tzaddik. He says, one kind of tzaddik is a little bit of a lower level tzaddik. And this level tzaddik is more pashit. He eats to have strength so that he could learn. That's a, that's, a, that's a high level. But he said that's the simple level tzaddik. Rabbi Nachman said, I'm just trying to be simple. 
I want to go ahead and to eat and then finish the Suda with learning so that I can show that my eating is to give me strength to learn. But he says, Gevalt is an even higher level tzaddik who learns so that he should know how to eat. That the ikra is the eating. So he says, the Hasidim want to be able to say, our Rebbe, Rabbi Nachman, he finishes his Suda with the eating and his whole learning is just to eat. Rabbi Nachman says, I just want to be Pashid. But there is a Hasaga like this. This is a good way to remember it. This little mashal, this little anecdote. The, the ikra is by tzaddikim, their eating was mashal acher. You could see a person, a tzaddik, who maybe even eats more than a simple person. But kevalt, the kavanas, the yichudim, the hasagas, ain lanu hasaga, we have no hasagas. And to give ourselves chizik in our own lives, our nine to five, some of you are at work right now, and are going to go back to work after this, and you take of your lunch break, and it's mamish, it's the biggest kiddush Hashem, you're changing the world. It's, it's not to be believed. And to realize that it's no less an avoidah. When you go ahead and you go back to the calculator, you go back to whatever you're doing, whatever your job is, whatever your avoidah is, you go back to the computer, no lesson about Eben Avaita. The Iker is the Kavana. What's the Kavana in this Avaita? What's the Tachlis? Make Parnasa. I should be Shalom Bayis. I should be able to have guests in my house. When a person asks you what you do, one of the Chavar we were speaking with, you don't, you don't answer with your occupation. I'm a Yid. I learn. I daven primarily. Also, yeah, I bring in Parnasa a little bit, but that's decidedly secondary. But the Iker is Mamish. Who am I? I'm an Avod Hashem. And thereby the Avodah, the working also becomes Mamish. Avodah Hashem. Any Avodah, any working is Avodah Hashem. It's all the dependent on the Kavanah. We should be zaycha to be able to live in such a way and to take these ideas with us again to fill ourselves up, eating, drinking garments, mamish, to fill ourselves, satiate the neshama. That's the primary ikr. That's what's going to stay with us. That's what our neshama really needs. And then, like we learned from the Reb over here, Parnasa to Tzadik Emes, very, very important thing. But this Nikuda of the eating of Tzadikim based on the idea that the Iker is the Kavana, these are life changing ideas. So, Ashrenu Mamish, that we got to learn them together. It's all Besiyatar Shmaya, literally. Of all of you who are joining me, so thank you to each and every one of you for taking the time. It really means the world to me, and I wish you the most wonderful rest of the week. Bezer Hashem should be a Fleshig of Tishabav, not just you know, all the Fleshig of the nine days should carry over into, the, into Tishabav itself, and it should be a Tishabav of, of Simcha and dancing on the on the, on the steps of the third base, Hamikdash, all biyachad, the siyat Shmaya. Okay, thank you so, so much for joining. And um, Israel Hashem, we'll see you Thursday, hopefully, for the parasha shir. Thank you, Chevra. Have a wonderful, wonderful okay. rest of your week. Kaltev. Thank you, Levi. Thank you, Yael. Thank you, Yaakov, Shimon, all the Chevra, Binyamin, Gavalt, we miss you. But thanks for being here. And thanks to everybody for joining. Thank you so, so much. Mayor, L'chaim, Chevra, thank you. Thank you.